podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. And a very warm welcome, late tea time podcast. Quite like that music. I always just kind of like read, I jig myself along as that intro gets played in. But we're here for the 150th Open Golf. It is boiling hot in the UK at the moment. If you're listening overseas and we mentioned some temperatures and you think, well, that sounds a bit chilly. In England, we're not used to this. And it's a kind of like hot heat as well. And it's going to get hotter as we go through the next week. Um, so that maybe plays a part in uh, the Open and uh, what we're going to talk about today i'm james he's dave tyndall as always with his gargantuan golfing brain there of course this is a major so we'll be with you every single day between rounds as well as this tournament preview but dt 150th st andrews it's all to look forward to isn't it yeah very exciting not been to st andrews for seven years so uh, the anticipation is uh is there and everyone can't wait to get going um we're recording this, what are we, half past two on UK time, so... It would have been quarter past two if you'd actually managed to plug your microphone in. Well, yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll bypass that. It'd be all right on the night. So it's a matter of hours, isn't it, now? You can... The first groups go out at an absurdly early time. Uh, 6.35, Paul Laurie will hit the first shot. Paul Laurie, the uh, champion, uh, 1999 at Carnoustie. Goes out with Webb Simpson and Min Woo Lee of Australia, 6.35. Will you be up? Will you be watching at that time? Yeah, I can't guarantee it, I must say. But um, I'll, I'll certainly be watching most of it. The, the fact that the temperatures, I mean, the, they've got ambulances on red alert in the UK at the moment because people are passing out left, right and centre. But the obviously the weather plays a big part in how the course sets up. I saw one of your tweets, was it yesterday, where you were saying that the fact that the gaps between hazards are now you kind of chip out of a bunker it runs into another one because usually it would stop it runs on and the hazards all come into play it yeah. takes a little bit of extra course management now doesn't it yeah i think virtually every player I, I i've seen interviewed has said we've never seen st andrews like this before i've never seen it run this fast if you look at the picture it's all browned out it's all scorched earth there's some moisture in the greens rory said but it's pinging off those fairways so fast that the, the upshot of that is it's hard to hold the fairways unless you're bounding on in a straight line. You know, the other side of that, you're going to ping off into the rough if you've got any curve on the ball. Uh, so people at Harrington have been saying uh, that, and Rory, that you'll have to lay back more than you thought. So maybe hitting it straight. This idea that St. Andrews maybe just bomb away and see how Negan gets to the green is, that might be a strategy that could pay off maybe one day, but might not pay off over all four. I think you've got to be quite strategic and clever. I was going to ask you that. So it's like a Bryson kind of strategy where you just absolutely belt it as hard as you can, see how far it runs. Uh, might not always work out, might it? That, I mean, it's one of those courses. I mean, having watched it and having played it on Tiger Woods Golf, yeah, quite wide open and kind of undulating, but it can run and the greens, yeah, there's, it is the sort of place that if it, on the right hole, you could just basically take a putter and just put it 450 yards <laughs> and get it on the green at this rate. Yeah, yeah, you could, uh, there'd be some funny old shots, but obviously you kind of think, oh, that's good, it'll, it'll bound forever, but... For these guys, sometimes being 
I think Rory was saying that I'd rather be a bit back and hit a full shot in rather than trying to nurdle something 60 yards from the green. Yeah, they're all about yardage and stuff. And if you if you, if it's basically undetermined and it could just go on forever, you lose that control, don't you? Yeah. So all this all this sort of golf by numbers, which a lot of players are happier with, goes out of the window. You've got to make all these sort of intelligent guesses. So I think some of the smarter guys have got a bit of an advantage this week. It could make it quite fun to watch, couldn't it, as we go uh, through the uh, the four days of the 150th Open Championship. The top end of the market sees Rory McIlroy's favourite, 11-1. to 1. Xander Schaffle, 18s. You've got Jordan Spieth around 20s. Scotty Scheffler, 22s. John Rahm, about 22 as well. So is Justin Thomas. Shane Lowry's in there at 22s as well. 25-1 to 1 for Cam Smith. Um, and then if we scroll down a little bit more, because they're all there this week, obviously, um, Matt Fitzpatrick, off the back of his US Open success, you can get him best price of about 25s as well. And the rest are bigger. I mean, the prices, the the book is always bring out massive places. I mean, Paddy Power offering 12 places, Skybet 11, William Hill 9, Coral 10. It's some quite interesting markets out there, DT, for this one. Yeah, and obviously a lot of us would have already got some of our bets down. Uh, so I'm on Chaffele at a decent price. I've got 33s. I've got Rory 18s from back in Christmas. I've back Spieth. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. A lot of listeners, punters, will already have made some bets. So it's what we do with this. Obviously, those bets were made just on the basis of it's normal St Andrews. It's not normal St Andrews this week. So the whole point of this podcast is, given the very latest information, have I had a change of heart? Well, I I wouldn't put anyone off those players I've mentioned, Spieth, Rory, Xander Schaffler, but it's whether someone else has come into the picture. I think someone has for me over the last couple of days, and it's Scotty Scheffler. He's 22 to 1. That's, That's a price, isn't it? Scotty is 22 to 1. That's only five places we bet victory, has to be said. If you want to take him um, for the, the monumental places, he's 14 to 1 with Paddy Power for 12 places, 16 to 1 with Skybet for 11 places. So you basically take your pick. It's a balancing act, that, isn't it? How many places do you want? What kind of price are you willing to accept? Yeah. Um, so with him, he said he hadn't seen St Andrews before. So he's he's not got this sort of preconceived idea of what you do there, which is good. Has but- he's never played, has he? No, never oh, played okay. it. No, so he wasn't really around in 2015. Some guys have played it in other in their amateur days, but he hasn't. But last week he went off to Ireland and played some links courses to sort of cut his links chops, get get himself geared up. He says his coach and caddy have both been. They both know St Andrews, so he had a bit of an insight. But I think reading his quotes today. He's loving the idea that you've got to be super creative and, and play all these quirky bump shots. It seems to be a bit of a thing with Texas players that they like that. A lot of courses in Texas will run firm and fast and sometimes they've got to come up with different ways. And he, he he's coming up with all sorts. He's talking about the big thing with firm and fast courses is, is angles. You've got to come in from the right angle to give yourself a longer, straighter line. So he's talking about hitting it onto other different fairways. That might be your best angle in to be actually hit on another fairway. Um, so it looks like he's all his sort of synapses are twinging and he, he's thinking, oh, this is my cup of tea. And I mean, he's a he's confident, but he's he's a humble guy. But he does he does say it does suit 
him and he's pretty good at this sort of uh, golf. And you've got to remember, he's the, you know, he's the world number one. Mm. He's won the Masters and so many good, so many top players have won the Masters or done really well at the Masters and then done really well at St. Andrews. But you have sometimes that same creativity and, and seeing lines. He's finished runner-up in the US Open last month. So he's having an absolutely storming year. He's won four times. So to to see him at that sort of price, I'm tempted just to do the 22s with five places. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because that... To be able to say oh, we had Scotty Scheffler at 22s, you think, well, why was he ever that price? I mean, I, I question whether what, why he'd not played St Andrews. I mean, he's only just turned 26. I mean, you look at him, he looks older than that, doesn't he? Yeah. But, he's, um, yeah. yeah he's actually quite he's a young man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So he was a teenager the last time it was held here. In fact, so, actually, if you go with Sporting mm-hmm. Index, you can get 22 to 1, seven places. Okay. So let's have, yeah, so, let's we, have a bit of that, shall we? Yeah. Biggest price we can get and those extra turns. I mean, it might well be that it doesn't work out for him and he'll, you know, and he'll finish midfield or, or whatever. But I think if it goes the way I think it will, I mean, it does bring out the best players, St Andrews. It just historically it does. And he, you know, he's a world number one. Well, I was going to ask you that, Dave. The, is the fact that it's a totally unknown, almost challenge this week it's you're not going to play it with your regular route around the course would that bring in somebody from further down the markets it's an interesting angle it's whether ignorance is bliss sort of thing you've not got those preconceived ideas you've not got to relearn what you normally do Mm. so could someone coming in who's who's yeah who is brilliant as well kind of see it a bit differently and just enjoy the thing right in front of them and not be you know compromised by or influenced by past you know, past clubs that they used to hit there. Uh, so a, a bit of wind there, firm and fast. That's always good for a, a Texan golfer. The fact that he's played brilliantly in the majors so far. If you think back to Spieth in 2015, he'd won two majors and came here and missed the playoff by a shot. Had he birded the last, he would have been in the playoff. So Scheffler's got a fantastic chance, I think, this week. That The more I've sort of seen how he's plotting his what he's thinking and his thought process... And and the fact that I mean that price has drifted out. He wasn't that price a few days ago. So so the twenty two to one suddenly that's like right. We've got to pull the trigger on that because I I see him as a spieth in two thousand and fifteen. He's someone who's just going to have a glorious year in the majors, and this is the last one. And I think it looks a great setup for him. Was it Ben Curtis that won the Open? He's American, wasn't he? And, and he was taking his driver from a, just off the edge of the green at almost every hole, wasn't he? Just playing it a different way. I think you were thinking of Todd Hamilton. He was the other sort of quirky American. Oh, there was him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they sort of uh, came there. So on the one hand, a lot of course experience is good. But on another, if you're that good, I think you can, you know, your brain can work this out. Uh, and he he's, he's just spoke slightly differently. His strategy just seems... And as I say, it could really not work, mm. but if it does work for him and it, and he gets into his rhythm, I mean, he was eighth on his Open debut last year. And he says this track here is more suited to what he likes to play in terms of links and creativity. So put it all together. He's, he's the one that's emerged from not really being on my radar. The fact, the price drift, the, so my son's just walking in. No. <laughs> the price drift. Guest, guest appearance. Come on, get yeah. behind him. The price drift and just his, his words, 22 to 1. Can't let yeah. it go. 
and it's not, yeah, as you say, it's not like he doesn't know how to hold a golf club. He's rather good this year. And Scotty Scheffler, 22 to 1, then seven places with Sporting Index, five places um, elsewhere for uh, that price. And if you go a little bit lower, but we fancy just taking him to, to win the thing or to get it very high up that leaderboard. Scotty Scheffler, the man we're picking ahead of the tournament on the outright. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. With Scotty already in the bag then, DT, I know you mentioned to me ahead of pressing record that you've got a couple of other punts for maybe first round leader markets and things like this. I mean, the re- whole remit of this, if you're just joining us, if you think, yeah, I'm major tournament, let's have, a, let's have a look at these two blokes talking rubbish. The whole remit of this podcast, we come with you every Wednesday, um, look at the USPGA and the, and the majors, we'll be with you every single day during this major, but we come as late as we can to pick up on that latest information to see if that actually can get us a, a good bet. It has done many times as we've gone through the, uh, the last sort of 18 months, two years of this podcast, but we also obviously, as we come back every day during a major we can kind of develop this as we go through and see how to see if there are any of these people from lower down the market it's actually relishing this challenge of this uh hard-baked open course but in terms of a first round leader bet dt where are you gonna take me for that yeah another thing scheffler said was um he's an avid youtube watcher so he liked to watch reruns of tournaments he did that ahead of the masters and you know he went on to win that so He's also said that he'll be watching the early morning coverage this week. So I think if you're teeing off in the afternoon, I think the weather, it, it sort of fairly evens itself out. But what the afternoon guys are going to have as an advantage is they can watch on the telly, seeing how it's playing in proper live tournament conditions. So Sheffield, for example, he's out at 1.26pm. So he's got a good, by the time he gets to course, he's got a good like five or six hours of of watching this to see how he should plot his way around. So I think he can certainly learn from that. Watching somebody like Paul Laurie go around in the morning, somebody that's Scottish, obviously, knows how to play these courses and see how he takes on the yeah. challenge. Might actually be goldless, might it, for somebody coming out later. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, so Sheffley, yeah, you could you could look at him as first-round leader as well. But the, the one, um, the interesting nugget I found only recently, this morning, they interviewed Cameron Smith, and I think a lot of people do like him this week. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I read his uh, interview to see what he was saying, but he actually gave us a little tell and a little hint about someone else. Often with these guys, they practice together with their mates. So he he's had a practice around over the last few days with Mark Leishman and Adam Scott. Right. An all Aussie little gang there. Um, and he just said a couple of things about them. I've... I've I've heard some good things about Scott this week that he's been playing. He got to Scotland early. Uh, he's been playing a lot of Lynx golf in the area. And there's a general feeling he's hitting it really nicely. And that was backed up by Cameron Smith. Uh, he said they were both uh, playing uh, really well uh, today. But then he, he really did focus in then on um, on Mark Leishman. I don't know if you remember, Mark Leishman made the playoff here in 2015. Mm against Louis Eustace and, and Zach Johnson, who went on to win. So he obviously loves the course, but w- when uh, Cameron Smith was playing the practice round, he said to him, he, he, uh, Cameron Smith said, Leash, Mark Leishman, is so creative and he's able to hit those shots against the wind, which I think is going to be a really big advantage this week, given the firmness of the fairways. We played the back nine today, and he was able to hit this little cut into the wind while I was kind of riding the wind and then ended up in the rough. 
So it's almost like Leishman's got these shots that Cam Smith hasn't for this particular course and condition. I thought, oh, that's an, that's an interesting little insight that uh, we didn't have before. I mean, you could have backed Leishman just on the fact that he did play really well there in 2015, but we've got a very latest update from one of his mates saying how well he's playing and it, how he's got this shot that's going to work in this wind. So what do we do with that? You could certainly back him for first-round leader, Mark Leishman, because we, we said about the afternoon guys can see what's gone on in the morning. Leishman and, and Scott are actually playing together. Uh, one fifteen in the group for Scotty Scheffler. Back both of them for first round leader. There's all Betfair have also got a market where you can. It's just to be in the top twenty after day one. All right, okay, that's useful. Yeah, and I think we've got Leishman at four to one and Scott at nine to two. So back both of those as well. So Leishman four to one, Scott's nine to two, and that's top twenty with Betfair. Yeah, top twenty for day one. Yeah. Yeah, just been looking at the tournament prices for those two. They're actually both very close together. Um, Scott ranges anything between sort of sixty sixes and uh, and ninety um, to one, depending on the places you want. And Leishman's anything between sixty six and one hundred and ten to one, depending on the places that you want. So they're kind of very close together and playing together. And yeah. uh, that's decent, uh, d- you know, decent group to watch, isn't it? If you if you have both of them, you, hopefully one of them would come good for you. I think so. So. We've not seen a course like this so firm and fast and dried out since Hoylake in 2006. And I, I had a quick check back to, to that event. And Adam Scott uh, was in the top seven after day one. So he, he really took to that course condition. So I think, yeah, as you might expect with Aussies, firm and fast, that's how they have it in Australia, often browned out. So quite a lot of logic going into those two playing really well. And, and I think everyone's looking at Cam Smith, but... He's almost told us that Leishman in particular has, has, has got more of the skills and craft to, to take this course. I know Smith, Cameron Smith is a great putter and he might make up for it in other areas, but certainly saying that Leish can, Leishman can control his ball on these fairways is like, all right, that's just the sort of nugget that's good for the late tea time podcast. I, it's like it's almost like they say it on purpose to, to please us. Um, looking at the first round leader market, Leishman's um, best price of nineties, obviously with fewer places, and uh, same price for Adam Scott. Best price of nineties there, six yeah. places with Unibet. But you can, uh, yeah, as I say, you can kind of mix and match depending what price you want there. But both roughly the same kind of areas, somewhere between sort of sixty sixties and nineties for both of those to be top of the leaderboard coming at the end of day one. Yeah, and then obviously you can play it a little bit safer as well by backing them to be in the top 20 after day one. Yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, And that, and then even though it's, you say it's safer, but those prices of 4 to 1 and 92 aren't shabby, are they? If they, no, if they like right. even money, is it? I don't think so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, decent stuff. So out there, everybody, gamble responsibly, stay cool, take your fluids on, sit back, relax. If you're going to, the, uh, to Scotland to watch it, then enjoy. And wherever you are in the world as well, obviously take care... Uh, an interest in this one and play your part as we go through the uh, next few days. As I said, we'll be back civilised times, aren't they? It's UK times now, so we can come back in the evening after each round yeah. um, to update you as we go through. And uh, so we'll be back Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night as we go through the uh, Open Championship. DT, enjoy. Good luck with your bets. Yeah, thank you. So I, do, I don't want to sort of flood it with too many bets on this one because we genuinely are, are rather guessing. I'd rather have, you know, 18 holes under my belt before we... We see exactly what strategies are working or not. But I think we've got a couple of ins there that, that hopefully can get us off to a good start. 
Yeah, it does make it fascinating, doesn't it? The fact that the uh, it's going to be like driving onto a motorway and seeing where it lands. And it's a rolling motorway as well, so it could go all over the place, couldn't it, um, as they go through. So it's going to be some uh, embarrassed faces and possibly some jubilant faces as they go through the first round at St Andrews, the 150th Championship, the greatest, the oldest, the most esteemed in world golf. Enjoy it out there. Gamble responsibly, everybody. And good luck with all of your bets. And we'll see you again tomorrow evening. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network.